Welcome everyone to another OPE Business Podcast. My name is Dave McMahon. I'm content director at OPE Business Magazine. Today's podcast is sponsored by Crest. We do appreciate their support for allowing us to deliver this type of content over a, uh, a cool medium like this. So again, appreciate Crest for the sponsorship of the podcast today. Today we have with us is uh, Nick Vincent. He's the sales manager at Wooster Power Equipment in Ohio. And uh, Nick, it looks like you were able to push all the buttons right to uh, join us here on this uh, on this format. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for spending some time with us today. On the podcast, as you know, we just uh, like to get kind of inside the uh, OPE dealership, you know, l- learn more about some of the history of the uh, people and the uh, businesses and stuff. So first of all, Nick, how'd you get into the OPE business to begin with? Yeah, uh, my dad and his business partner actually started Worcester Power Equipment 25 years ago this year. So 25 years of business, been pretty exciting. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a... Uh, been a ride. Yeah. So as a young guy, were you uh, just in the shop uh, sweeping and <laughs> kind of the story we hear from so many other oh, dudes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In my younger years, um, you know, being real young, being able to come over to the shop and, you know, just sit there and put my my leg up on a unit and try and sell it as a young little kid. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty comical in, in my early days there. So right. um, it was one of those things where, you know, yeah, I started out pretty young sweeping, polishing and equipment. I'm just getting a uh, big overview of it, you know. Um, sure. Yeah, 25 years, I walked into a uh, established customer base. Very blessed with that. Um, that's helped along the way. But uh, right. a lot of stuff has happened over the last five years with the business itself. So Yeah, cool. Um, do, you, do you recall when you got that official uh, official okay to go ahead and start selling? What was the first thing? Do you remember the first thing you sold? Uh, yeah, I remember the first thing I sold. It was a uh, Husqvarna 38-inch tractor. <laughs> so, I, I do remember that sale. It was pretty exciting. I, I didn't think I was going to get the sale, but hey, you know what? Everything worked out fine. And uh, right, yeah, so yeah. So you're, today. yeah, exactly. Your sales manager today here. So um, talk a little bit about your staff. How many how many folks do you have on the floor there, and what's that evolved into? Uh, yeah. Basically, we've got seven guys here at the dealership. Um, I'm predominantly more of the sales guy, counter help, and whatnot. And I got the two owners that are in day to day. They're doing more of the behind the scenes stuff. Sure. My dad's more of the parts guy. The other guys going from service managers, um, service riders and technicians, pickup and delivery. Right. We got a good group of guys that we're a good team. We all love the work, come to work every day and just enjoy it. That's that's yeah. awesome. Least, so. That's awesome. And uh I know you've been going to work there uh <laughs> every day for many years now. You talked about some of the changes over the last, you know, definitely since COVID. So um yeah, to take us back to that COVID time frame and just, um, you know, at the onset, what did that look like at the dealership and how did things change? It was a, it was really crazy time. We had actually just taken on two new brands, Skag and Wright. Okay. Um, we really didn't know what to expect. This was basically our second full year of having these two mega brands, I would call them. Sure. And just the soar of customer base that we gained. Yep. It was absolutely insane, you know, and I think that the inventory levels that the distributors had helped us. I mean, we've just seen an absolute soar in, in retail sales and our customer base actually grew to a healthy state to where we retain those customers too, coming back to get handheld stuff now and whatnot. Right. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was a little difficult getting the, the guidelines, staying safe with everybody coming in the dealership. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we retained to that and, uh, you know, I can't complain. I mean, it, yeah, right. Yeah, so are those the two newest franchises that you've added to uh, your partnerships? Yeah, I'd say uh, Skag, Wright, we've done Greenworks, and now Redmac. Okay. So yep. we've definitely added a few brands over the last few years here. Yeah. Trying to gauge where we want to go, but uh, definitely we, we sure. added some big names in there. 
Um, what is it? So you guys, um, 25 years deep now and super, you know, well-established and stuff. Uh, what are some of the considerations you guys take when, um, when you're considering uh, adding a new brand to the lineup? Basically, um, surrounding dealers was okay. one big main thing about it. Sure. Um, being able to have your certain area of distribution, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listening to your customers too was a big thing for us. Um, you know, we were a, a large residential market for about 20 years. Okay. Um, and then the commercial business, when I, I came in here, um, I said, we, we need to attack this. And uh, we listened to our customers and we had the opportunity one day to take on Skag and Wright. You know, we're very happy with what Pace has done as a distributor. And, you know, that was a big factor. We, as a dealer, we need to hold our distributors or manufacturers to a high standard. Mm-hmm. And Pace just fit the bill for us. And it's been nothing but smooth ride since nice that's awesome and um just a lot of great luck and a lot of great years with them too yeah well of course i'm sure there's a hard work behind that luck as they say so uh congratulations on the success yeah how about um you know we hear about the supply chain and some of the issues we're just finishing up our third quarter survey here for the dealers that uh, appreciate you guys taking uh see i see somebody from the shop always uh, participating in that so appreciate that we're looking it looks like um inventory is definitely um not as uh, much of a concern as it maybe has been. It looked like when we look at this quarter, about 50% of dealers say they're too low. Um, that compared to uh, 75% of dealers who said that uh, in the last quarter. So it seems like we're making some progress there. Just uh, on the whole goods uh, side of things, how are you guys uh, faring inventory-wise? I'd say I'm set. Um, okay. I'm more than happy with it. You know, there's been some model selections that had gotten thrown in there uh, late in the quarter uh, that we were able to pick up. Um, but, you know, we've seen, seen some retail sales, you know, they're still strong sure, yeah. with that, with everything going on right now. But uh, right. yeah, inventory wise, I'm, I'm pretty well stocked. And, you know, that was one big thing that we were really concerned with. But right now, I think we're, we're starting to see the, the end tail of things on the inventory struggles. So. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that was great to see just from a survey standpoint. Again, uh, Dave McMahon here, content director at OPE Business Magazine, joined on the uh, OPE Business Insider podcast sponsored by Cress with uh, Nick Vincent, sales uh, manager at Wooster Power Equipment uh, out in Ohio. 25 years celebrating their uh, success in business now. So that's awesome. I know 25 years ago, you guys didn't have an Instagram page. I can tell you that. <laughs> but but I do see you guys engaging, uh, you know, doing, doing a lot of uh, activity on Instagram. Talk a little bit about some of the social media things and uh, if you have a hand in that or kind of how, how you guys go about tackling that uh, beast that is social media. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have control of the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page. Absolutely phenomenal tool to use as a dealer. Mm-hmm. Getting your customers out there, making them feel appreciated when they buy a piece of equipment um, and being able to advertise the equipment in general too. I mean, it, it really takes you to another level and it helps draw people in. Um, sure. I can't even begin to recall how much business we have gained just because of social media. You know, we sponsor some guys actually out there in, in the industry, very select few, but we work really well with them and they're committed to us as a dealer and the brand that we represent and, and it all works out. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. How, you know, um, it can be uh, a little daunting for, you know, an outdoor power equipment uh, dealership to kind of get engaged or, you know, uh, turn the on button on on some of the social media uh, channels. How is it that, uh, especially like if uh, somebody who's not, if your customer is not super in, dialed in with social media themselves, um, 
Uh, do you do you just try to encourage them to say, hey, you guys, you know, you should start an Instagram page. We got one going. And um, yeah, how does that engagement work just with the customer himself? Yeah, definitely. And you got to gauge where the customer is too. You know, everybody's got a different level of social status, I guess you could say. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, gauging where they, they feel comfortable at, you know, Facebook and Instagram are going to be the biggest too. Facebook is probably the, the largest. You're going to get the widest range of people sure um on that platform getting those people to engage is, is really awesome you'd like to see that that's where i see a lot of draw residential and commercial when it comes to uh mostly your commercial is going to be instagram with the younger guys sure right. <laughs> being able to go on there and uh just chat with guys and meet guys at gie expo now yeah um, yeah that is super awesome yeah. just being able to connect it, it's really cool the younger generation yes definitely is going to be the instagram Facebook, you're going to get the, the more broad, the older generation. Right. Uh, cool. Yeah, you you talked a little bit about uh, you, you coming in and trying to get that more established commercial uh, side of the business going. What about that dealership who you know hasn't maybe taken that step on the commercial side? What, what are some like uh, a couple of pointers you could give to uh, folks who might just be dabbling in commercial, haven't really taken the uh, the full dive in yet? What are some things to consider for dealerships that are kind of on the edge there? Basically, don't be afraid. It's it's a wild business to be in, but definitely those commercial landscapers, those commercial mowers in general, it's there. People want premium um, mm-hmm. and definitely go for it. You have to be able to support it. Don't be afraid to support it. Rely on your distributor or manufacturer if you go direct. Um, that's that's what we've done. And, you know, you, you do the business, they're going to take care of you. Um, it, it all works out. Right. Uh, don't be afraid to do it. Yeah, you know, some larger pieces of, of equipment can be big money, um, but definitely there's there's people out there that look and see um, word of mouth, you know, social media, obviously, and whatnot. Sure. Um, that's that hasn't stopped us from stocking any of the big new mm-hmm. items that come out from our brand. You know, you, you can't be scared to do it, but being able to support it with the parts and your technicians, you have to really go out there and have a drive for it. But it all starts up front with somebody that knows the equipment, is not afraid to go out there and talk to people and listen and gauge what they want in order to be successful. Yeah, that's cool. And what is it when you talk to these commercial landscapers who are coming in and buying from you, uh, they might have bought from the guy down the street, as we like to say at some point, <laughs> what is it they like about doing business at your place? That we're easy to get a hold of. We have a texting-based software called Connect that we utilize to the max. Sure. Payments or just being able to get a hold of. A lot of people anymore, you know, you can call the store all the time. And it, you can just get piled up with phone calls. Right. And it's busy. Text us. We're able to get in between a phone call or anybody else in the store that's helping out. Mm-hmm. We're able to contact you and get what you need faster. Um, and that's helped us out a lot. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, just along those lines, too, on the commercial side, uh, how is uh, the retail financing side of the, the business? Um, everything kind of... Uh, is on par there would you say yeah i would i i still got people financing left and right here mm-hmm. that's no problem i don't see that changing too much here so yeah. i'll make small grass short right <laughs> gotta make the tall grass short that's fantastic um and then tell me a little bit about your uh service department and kind of how uh, much how many guys you got dedicated back there and uh, how that the side of the business is going right now we've got two guys fully dedicated and a third that kind of pops in and out there that the service department in today's world is very demanding 
and you have to have a lot of backing from your parks department too. Um, but service-wise, yeah, you, you're staying busy with the commercial guys. Um, it's a very demanding market, I guess you could say. Um, but when you get there and you got to have these guys trained, you have to have them do their factory training with the manufacturers. It makes it a little bit easier. You know, I'm in some forums on Facebook, sure. my manufacturers, being able to see when there's an issue. Oh, hey, I know what that is. Okay, sure. Yeah, right. Just being able to have that a little bit more knowledge mm-hmm. um, about what's going on with certain pieces of equipment, what we're seeing, um, that actually helps us stock parts to be a better dealer for our customers. So, Unreal. So you, you guys are, I mean, you're, you you get out ahead as uh, ahead of that type of thing as much as possible, it sounds like. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it just it streamlines everything. You know, these commercial guys and even some of these residential homeowners, mm-hmm. these large pieces of equipment, they're very demanding. Sure. Um, and you have to meet that demand to, I wouldn't say keep their business, but to keep them happy. And yeah, right. Grand. And we actually get a lot of feedback on that. Um, that's one thing that I think has actually helped us drive more customers to the business organically um, is being able to take care of them in a short amount of time. Okay, fantastic. Right. Right. Yeah, so um, that kind of segues pretty well into just a, a little summary of the parts department. Um, sounds like <laughs> you guys definitely, you're well-stocked there and you're taking care of people in that area. Yep, definitely. Parts have been a little bit hard to get certain things, maybe your specialty items, but most definitely we've had a lot of parts in stock and I, I can't give enough credit to the parts department. Uh, right. For the plan and uh, to take care of us on that aspect. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, anything, um, oh, like expansion-wise that you've done to the footprint itself or how you, uh, I don't know, maybe had to uh, rearrange the showroom to uh, showcase, you know, new or new brands, anything like that recently? Or Yeah, definitely. Trying to reintroduce Greenworks again, Carswell. Um, they've been great in support. Mm-hmm. Redmax to them as well. Running out of showroom space. Most definitely. Um, the one big thing that we did do in the winter was we put in some uh, counters that are right branded. Um, it definitely livened up the showroom and we we're actually to put more equipment in there now. Nice. So that, that really helped us out. And it's people walking in like, wow, how do I one get to the counter? But wow, you got <laughs> stuff in here. And pretty you got you to gotta put a price tag on that counter. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was very thankful for uh, Pace and Wright hooking me up with that because that it makes that showroom pop. And- right, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. What are some? Uh, how how would you describe just the competitive landscape uh, just around your geographic area? You know, is there uh, kind of a shop on every corner, or uh, are you guys kind of out there a little by yourself, or what's the Wooster uh, geography like? Uh, I'd probably say our next true outdoor power equipment dealer is going to be. 10 miles away okay. kind of pockets from there. But I, with the brands that we have going up against other dealers that have the same brands, I'd like to say we have a 15, 20 mile bubble. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty solid. You know, the, the guys that are around us, you know, we're all competitive with each other, Yep. but we respect boundaries and uh, you know, being able to be friends with other dealers, I think it's crucial when it comes yeah. to inventory levels, especially with COVID and everything. Right. Being able to work and, and help each other out. That's yeah, nice. for sure. That's awesome. Um, hopefully the hopefully that's the case kind of across the country. <laughs> Makes things a lot easier for everybody. And then um again here, Dave McMahon, uh, outdoor power equipment, uh, OPE business uh, magazine content director, along with Nick Vincent. He's the sales manager at uh, Wooster Power Equipment out in Ohio. 
Thanks for joining us on the uh, podcast today, sponsored by Cress. So, Nick, a little bit about uh, just to wrap up here. Um, don't want to take too much time from everybody, so we can get on with uh, making money. But uh, yeah, how about the battery, um, the battery powered equipment stuff in your shop? What's that trend been like? That has been the fastest growing trend, I would say, mm-hmm. even industry wide. Yep, um, I'm deeply involved in that. I personally run some Husqvarna battery powered equipment. Absolutely love it. Greenworks is, is really taking a step forward here. They've got some new stuff, I believe, coming out here, which will be pushed to Expo. Yep. I've seen some stuff online about it. But, uh, yeah, the battery stuff is, is coming. Being able to provide that to our customers now and get a learning experience at the dealership and for the customer, I think, is crucial. We're on the, the cutting edge of it. Sure. So far, we've had a lot of great equipment come through the shop. We've actually been selling some commercial battery-powered Vs. Okay. Uh, so, so the municipal side of it. Nice. Uh, we've actually got some out with commercial landscapers. They've reverted more into the handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, still kind of waiting for charge times to get a little bit faster. Sure. Um, but I think here within the next year or two, we're going to see another big push for that. Yep. Um, with a lot of brands in the industry. I think Expo is going to be. <laughs> there's going to be some batteries down there. Huh? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of battery <laughs> stuff that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but. Then again, we got to see how it performs too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, um, will you allow, say, if a residential or commercial guy comes in, do you, do you have like a demo unit or thing that they can uh, try on the spot or take home? Or how does that work? We typically try to. Uh, we work firsthand with our distributors that do a good job of facilitating that with mm-hmm. us. Yep. Um, every now and then we have something that's left here and somebody sees it and they're like, oh, you know, let's try it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Most of the handheld stuff, yeah, we do have demo pieces. Yep. That makes it cool. really easy to sell to not only the landscapers, but to the homeowners um, that just want to try. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, Nick, again, man, appreciate you uh, hopping on for a little conversation here today on the OPE Business Magazine podcast sponsored by Chris. We'll uh, let you get back on that showroom at uh, Wooster Power Equipment in Ohio. And uh, again, thanks thanks for taking the time. And uh, we'll see everybody next time on another uh, OPE Business podcast sponsored by Chris. Again, Dave McMahon. Nick, thanks for spending the time with us today. Thanks for having me, sir. Yeah, appreciate it.